on your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken LaVica Live. What? Did we just become best friends? Yup. You want to go do karate in the garage? Yup. Turn it up. Turn it up. Now, live from the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. This is exactly what I was saying last week. What is the point of a Dolphins playoff appearance? This is exactly why I was saying what I was saying last week. What is the point? Because as cool as it is to say Dolphins playoff team, what's going to happen Sunday in Buffalo is going to be an exhibition game. Tua Tungavailoa, out. Not playing. Taron Armstead. Pretty much out. Likely not playing against the Bills. Raheem Mostert, probably out. Broken thumb. I just, there's nothing exciting about this. And all this talk about, oh, uh, who should who should get the home field advantage in the AFC title game in the NFL now has this neutral site plan if it's the Bills and the Chiefs. Honestly, just give the Chiefs the home field advantage because the Bills actually do have a bye in the first weekend of the playoffs. The Bills actually do have a bye in the first weekend of the playoffs. The Dolphins are bringing the equivalent of Vanderbilt to Highmark Stadium on Sunday. The Dolphins have a team as good as Vanderbilt in the wildcard round of the playoffs on Sunday. Congrats, Dolphins, on making the playoffs, but it would have been easier for everybody who enjoys the Dolphins, who's a fan of the Dolphins, for this to not actually happen. And now we truly are having to face the prospect of, uh, is Tua ever going to play again? Because I'm not feeling great after what I heard from Mike McDaniel this morning. Ken Levick alive on a Wednesday here on ESPN 106.3. The free ESPN app and on your smart speaker. And a John Levin Action and Attorney Studios. Downtown West Palm Beach. Phillips Point Towers right off of the crystalline and extremely beautiful and blue intracoastal. Still in the bandwidth. Friday Night Lights. Radio Life Partner. He runs this catastrophe until 2 o'clock. And in her Wednesday spot... From Orlando, where she is staying with mommy in her Dominican domicile, it is the Dominican queen, Jeanette Javier. Gee, it is good on a a day that's very trying for me and for many people. Uh, It is good to hear your voice. I miss you guys. I miss being in studio with you guys. How's mommy doing? She's doing good. She woke up a little tired, a little weak this morning, so she's giving her a break. But don't worry, she yelled at me on what to do while I'm talking to you technically on the phone for two hours. So here is what we're going to get right to it. So in case you missed it last week, Jeanette Javier is spending the month of January with Mommy up in Orlando, as I said, at the Dominican domicile. So because because Jeanette's Mommy has, um, has sense, because she is a good mother, she said, Jeanette, if you're going to be on the phone every day for two hours doing this radio show, the least you can do staying under my roof is do some chores and help out around the house. And that brings us to our latest edition of Jeanette Javier's January of On Air Chores. New year, new beginnings, new energy. But if you move back in with mommy in Orlando, she puts you to work. 
Time now for Jeanette's January of On Air Chores. All right, Jeanette. <laughs> so you said mommy passed along the chores today. If you yes. could, if you could, um, if you could tell everybody the message that mommy passed along to you and what you're going to be doing, uh, doing during the course of the show today. Yes. So the message is as follows. You have been a spoiled Orlando brat going to Disney <laughs> at least four times a week Wait, now. Wait, what? You went to Orlando? You've already, you've only been up there since what? January 2nd? Or a little yeah. earlier? You've a been little, to Disney right before the holidays. Right before the holidays. It's January 11th. You've already been to Disney four freaking times? Yeah, I'm very uh, blessed and grateful. Some of my high school friends of 13 plus years work at the park. Oh, so my. we're literally bored and we're like, hey, uh, what do you want to do? I'm like, I don't know. So, that cafe right across from the rock and roller coaster is really good. You want to go there? Yeah. You want a Mickey Mouse ice cream bar? Literally happened <laughs> last week. And we're like, yeah, let's go. Oh, my God. So, here I am. so all right. So, so uh, you've been an Orlando brat, as mommy put it. You've been to Disney four times in the just over two weeks. You've been back home in Orlando. So what is what is the plan today for you, Jeanette? Uh, with all the times I've been in Disney, she said, well, why don't you take some notes from Cinderella since you've been visiting her so often and start cleaning like Cinderella does. And I was like, oh, OK, so I'll be sweeping and mopping, doing laundry. Um, and hopefully that's it. I love it. Sweeping and mopping and laundry and all over the course of the next two hours right here. Scintillating radio on it. Ken Levick alive. I love it. All right. So uh, I need to start with this. I feel down. I feel broken. Um, no. I, I feel off. And so right before we got on the air, uh, Mike McDaniel declared Tua Tungavailoa out. So the Dolphins will be without Tua Sunday against the Bills. This in addition to an ESPN piece today from our boy Marcel Louis-Jacques, who covers the Dolphins for ESPN, um, detailing the season of Tua and what's next. We know about the concussions. We know about uh, how we felt when we saw him in the fencing position on the ground against Cincinnati, the additional concussion against the Packers. It's detailed in there how the Dolphins, after that disastrous second half by Tua, uh, they were looking at film and they were saying, wait a minute, he's doing things, making decisions we've never seen him before. And they straight up asked him, are you okay? And that's when they realized that based on what how Tua responded that he had, in all likelihood, suffered a concussion, and he has been mired in concussion protocols now uh, since Christmas. Um, and uh, then there's discussion about, well, Tua, the Dolphins need to decide by May whether they're going to pick up his fifth-year option. And then after that, there's going to need to be a discussion about a long-term contract. And i got to be honest, right now, the entire Tua prospect is looking bleak. And there's no doubt the Dolphins with a healthy Tua are totally different than the Dolphins without Tua. Like they, they, that is as, as simple as I can put it. A healthy Tua, Dolphins, good. No Tua, Tua with concussions, Dolphins, bad. It's pretty cut and dry. I, I, I think everything <laughs> everything we've we've observed uh, leads us to that conclusion, as simple as it might be, Jeanette. And so, for me, you add that on to the fact that I have somehow, and I don't know how, but I have scratched my cornea. I have a scratched eyeball. For those of you what? who are wondering what a cornea is, um, on Monday. I'm driving back home from dropping my youngest off at, at her school, 
And all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, my God, what is that in my eye, in my right eye? It was killing me, and I'm driving. You know how you do that squinty thing, and then you have one eye open? But I'm doing it while while operating a motor vehicle. It was wildly dangerous. But then, after a couple of moments, it passed, and my tears kicked in, and I wasn't crying. Like, it was just the tearing effect. I wasn't like, oh, good. Sure, sure. Okay, come. Sure. So, (laughs) So I got home, and everything was fine. I didn't think much of it. But then, Jeanette, yesterday in the afternoon i don't know if you but you've worn contacts right or you wear contacts negative oh okay never mind stone have you ever worn contacts no sir all right great so anytime (laughs) uh, all right so so here here's how i'll put it anybody who's worn contacts knows the feeling when your eyes are a little bit dry and you've got the contacts in it's a little bit sticky um sometimes the contact feels like it's sticking to your eye a little bit your vision's a little blurred after the show I started to feel like that, but then I noticed there was some pain involved in the upper right portion of my eye. So I get home last night, take out my contacts um, because I needed them to drive home. I didn't have my glasses with me, and I could not sleep last night. Every time I closed my eyes, I would feel this searing pain, and tears would just pour down my face because my eye is trying to flush something out that's not there. I've got a scratched eyeball, okay? So this morning, waking up was a pain in the ass, and then going out in the sunlight was damn near impossible because my eyes are so damn sensitive. So I had to go to CVS, and I'm not joking about this, Jenna. I went to CVS, and I had to buy a pair of clip-on sunglasses to put onto my actual prescription glasses so I could drive my car today because the sun affects my eyes that badly. This is peak washed right here, Jeanette. Like, I think that I've hit the top of the mountain. I'm at the Everett, uh, Everett, Everest, the Mount Everest of washed right now. I'm wearing Where clip-on sunglasses. Um, I brought them. Pick so it didn't happen. Okay. I'm going to have Stone during the break take a picture of me with mm-hmm. these clip-on sunglasses that, again, clip onto my regular glasses. I look like a complete dumbass. Jeanette, I haven't been convinced yet that he's not just trying to cover his pink eye, right? That, that's the, it's not pink eye. That's the battle that I'm having right now. I was going to say, pink that's, eye. Not, that's not okay, Ken. Then you would put everybody else's no, life no, in no, danger. No, 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 no. Stone, look at my eye. Does it look red right now? Does it look red other than like just maybe a little bit of... Uh, mm. No, no, it's not. It's a little pink. No. Okay, that's because of the scratch, because of the irritation. <laughs> and and correct me if I'm um, wrong here, but pink eye, that's because you get poop in your eye, right? I, I mean, I'm not, I don't Wait, know. Wait, what? Been sci- I think that's fecal matter. I fecal matter no. gets in your eye and you get pink eye, if right? If that's been scientifically proven. No, but I think it probably has. Can you look that up, Stone? I, yes, I will. Okay. I will do it right now. All right. There's a, I, I just, I believe that pink eye is when you get fecal matter in your eye. Um, I, maybe it's not the only cause, but I think it's the most prominent cause. But I can promise you, I don't have fecal matter in my eye. That pain I felt on Monday driving home that scratched my eye, that was not poop. Okay. <laughs> so causes of pink eye, bacterial infection, such as staphylococcus aureus. Staphylococcus, <laughs> you idiot. Pneumonia. Uh-huh. No, I like the way Stone said it. Influenza, viral infection, generally caused by... Poop, adenovirus, oh, adenovirus. Uh, allergic oh, okay. reaction to substances such as pollen, household dust, and pet dander. Yeah, I do believe that is a myth. Okay, that is fecal matter right, maybe. in your eye. All right, it's not pink eye because pink eye it would itch. Pink eye, there's an itching component. It doesn't itch. It flat out hurts. Okay. The fact of the matter is, I didn't bring this up to talk about how <laughs> I got to this point. Okay. Um, 
what I and here's here's the proof right here. I am holding in my left hand, Jeanette. You can't see this obviously because you're in Orlando. The clip-on sunglasses that go on my actual prescription glasses. Okay, they're pretty fresh. They're pretty fresh. So actually, what I'm going to do, Jeanette, is I'm going to put them on right now. And I'm going to have Stone take a picture while we're doing the show of how they look. Because this is a thing, and it has ruined my day. I feel um, I feel helpless. I feel old. I feel miserable. It's really, really, really bad. <laughs> how and, is that different from any other day? Well, here's, here's what's compounding the problem for me. Is that I'm coming okay. off of having the flu over the holidays, right? And then... I come through it, and now it's a scratched eyeball. Where the only thing that would be, as as Lane put on Twitter when he when he uh, uh, messaged me today, um, the only thing that would look older or be older is if I were wearing those big brown boxy glasses that old people get when they have cataract surgery. Like that's the only thing that would be older than what I'm going through right now, where I'm wearing clip-on. Uh, sunglasses on my actual glasses. I'm a big fan of the sunshades that you're referring to. The bi- those big boxy square ones? Yeah. Sunshades. Yeah, you can't wear those if you're uh, uh, under 60 years old. <laughs> um, so this is how my morning's going right now, okay? Uh, Do you I see think the picture? My Twitter, no, but I think my Twitter was just hacked. Really? I just logged in. I had to re-verify my account, and I'm following zero people. <laughs> what? What? So, no, 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 no. I, that's happened to me before where I log on and then uh, the numbers aren't right. It'll come back. Don't worry. You didn't get hacked. Are you sure? Nobody's, like, nobody's going to hack your Twitter and just unfollow everybody that I was going to say, did you guys get to get any weird DMs? No. I'm quite curious It is now. funny. Um, it does say zero following. That is pretty funny right now. I see it. But sometimes Twitter just glitches like that, especially uh, with, with Stone's boy in charge, Elon Musk. Hey. Oh, he's going to get it. Get it. Get your stuff together, Elon. Yeah. Come on, Elon. Jeanette needs her followers, okay? Um, <laughs> so today has been traumatic for me because it's not just the I thing that I started with. It's now the Tua thing as well. And I want to I want to I want to play you something from Mike Greenberg earlier today. Greeny on ESPN 106.3, where he was discussing, of all teams, the Arizona Cardinals. And he made a point, though, that made me realize there are a ton of question marks in the NFL right now as we enter Wild Card Weekend. Here's Mike Greenberg on the Arizona Cardinals. Look what they did in Arizona. Less than a calendar year ago today, they extended the contract of Cliff Kingsbury. Please, someone do to me what they did to Cliff Kingsbury. Exp- expand his contract. I think he's extended through 2027. That's right. Do I have that right? You do. He has a contract extension for four more years, and then they fired him less than a year later. And they have said goodbye to their general manager, and they have made clear, this is the part that made me laugh, that Kyler Murray will have input into who their new coach is. What, is Kyler going to play Call of Duty with this guy and, and decide... <laughs> This is who should be the coach. You're giving Kyler Murray say on who the coach is going to be. That organization has absolutely no idea what it's doing. I mean, like as a Jet fan, I feel better. I feel better about myself watching that. At least we're not that. Like, yeah, we got the quarterback all wrong. Couldn't have gotten him all wrong. Disastrously wrong. 
but we didn't extend Robert Sala 10 months ago for five years and then fire him on Monday. That's a joke. And then the idea that you're going to give that quarterback, who everyone questions, you, including you yourself, you give him a contract that states he has to spend more time, he has to spend an allot, the first contract in history that states he has to spend an allotted amount of time on football, you're going to ask that guy who the new coach could be. I got to say, I do appreciate Mike Greenberg, uh, that 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 familiar edgy Mike Greenberg for uh, for grabbing the, the <laughs> lowest hanging fruit, Call of Duty, when discussing Kyler Murray. That right there is good comedy. That is good comedy. But um, the Arizona Cardinals, you're right. And Mike Greenberg is right. They, they don't have a clue. They don't have any idea what they're doing. They're a huge question mark, but they're not the only one. And to me, it's right here in front of us in South Florida. Tua, to me, is the biggest question mark in the NFL because not only is he not going to play this week, and I think all of us do not kind of expected that, right? Like the fact that he hasn't practiced, he hasn't been back out onto the field, and once the Dolphins beat the Jets, we still had no indication that Tua was going to come back. It's not surprising. It's disappointing, but it's not surprising that Tua is not going to play. But, Jeanette, I'm going to, I'm going to read you this following tweet from Barry Jackson of the Miami Herald. Has any concern been raised by doctors about Tua playing again, and does the team expect him to resume his career? McDaniel declined to answer, saying, quote, I'm just thinking about him getting full health as a human being, end quote. Jeanette, you realize what I just read. Mike McDaniel was asked about the future of Tua Tungavailoa as a player, just a football player, if he's ever going to play again. And Mike McDaniel declined to answer that in your mind that's kind of severe right mm-hmm. he ain't answering anything he's leaving yep it feels like uh, yeah it's not good for you guys it's no, not a good look no I, I so it's gone from questioning whether two is going to play this year again to whether or not two is going to play next year to is two going to get a contract extension to is two ever going to play again and now i don't know i don't know the answer to any of those questions. I mean, I would imagine the goal of not answering that question is to not create a distraction, right? In the week leading up to a playoff game in Bill's territory at high mark. Like, you just don't want to say something that would get taken. I'd like a distraction from the prospect of Skyler Thompson <laughs> playing in a playoff game Sunday. Like, if he slips up and says something and we take it out of context, that is the story for the Dolphins leading up to their first playoff game in a long, long time. So you just keep it to yourself. You're, I mean, you're probably right. That makes sense. But, Jeanette, the Dolphins have until May to decide if they're going to sign to, a, to his contract extension, his fifth year, I'm sorry, his fifth year option of his contract that would put him through 2024. And then you discuss a long-term contract for Tua. Neither of those things right now are set in stone. I imagine you're going to go ahead and ink him for his fifth year option, but after that, Who's going to give Tua a long-term contract? Can he put a full season together? And I just, I don't know the answer to that. And I find myself feeling sad for Tua. Not even the Dolphins, but I feel sad for Tua. Is that an appropriate reaction to, to everything that's taken place over the last couple of weeks and then this morning? Absolutely. It just feels crappy. So, to me, that's my biggest question mark in the NFL is Tua. Like Everything about Tua right now. Will we see him again this year if the Dolphins somehow win? <laughs> All right, will we see him next year? Will he <laughs> Will he get a fifth year, his fifth-year option packed up? 
Oh, is he going to sign a long-term contract? Is he ever going to play again? I don't know. What is the biggest question mark in the NFL right now as we go into Wild Card Weekend? What is the biggest question mark? Big old curly thing with a dot. I don't know what you call that. Big old curly thing with a dot. Biggest question mark in the NFL right now. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And tweeted us at KLV1063. That's 888-760-3776. What is the biggest question mark in the NFL right now? And also, has anybody ever scratched their eye? And how long does it take for that to heal so I can actually sleep and go back out in the sun? Just curious. Jeanette, what's your biggest NFL question mark right now? Tom Brady. Is he going to retire after the season? Where is he going to go? Is he going to go to San Fran? Who? What are the Tampa Bay Buccaneers going to do? Because it's it's just Tom Brady. Where is Tom Brady going to hey, go let's after just the start, season? Let's just start with will they even beat the Cowboys here in the first round come Monday night? Well, that, I, is not a, that, is, that is not a question right now. It's mainly <laughs> what is Tom Brady going to do? It, let me. It, how confident are you? That the Bucks can beat the Cowboys. Do you want me? No, no. Be be honest. It's right. You're not betraying Tom Brady. Right. You already said like five weeks ago you wanted to. to Don't tra- be, I, I know. I, was, I knew the second that those words came out of my mouth, I was never gonna. I mean, let you them dropped down. a trade uh, pr- uh, proposition for Tom. Brady. I don't want to remember. Um, I'm not feeling too confident on like an. Uh, let's see. On a scale of one to ten, one feeling no. 10 feeling I'm going to black out in celebration in the streets of Tampa on Monday night. <laughs> I'm going to be probably a six. See, I'm with you. I, I, I don't like the prospect <laughs> of Dallas having to go to Tampa. I, Dak is not playing well, right, Stone? Like Dak, Dak gives you no confidence that the Cowboys are going to go on the road against Tom Brady and pick up a playoff victory. And rightfully so, but we're talking about two teams, one of them losing to the Commanders led by Sam Howell, right? And the other right, one losing... not even a Taylor Heineke, Carson Wentz-led <laughs> Commanders team. Sam freaking Howell, man. And a Bucks team that gets absolutely smacked by the Atlanta Falcons. Mm. Granted, they didn't play all four quarters. A lot of their guys... I was going to say, yeah. stop, Brady didn't even, wasn't even playing no, for I, a couple of the quarters there. I understand, but I, I think if you were to ask that team in the locker room, hey, we're going out there without Tom Brady. You guys still confident we can get this done against the Falcons? Everyone in there would have told you, of course we can. Let's go out and beat these guys. It, it, it's something <laughs> that we should do. Yeah. Now, the way I saw that, I was like, well, this is going to be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers next season. It could be exactly. It could, it, but but here's the thing: if the Bucks don't have Tom Brady next year, then they're not going to have the sky high expectation the Cowboys have. Like, think about this: with the way, what did you just drop? Uh, it's the cell phone holder thing. I oh. actually just got up the chair. <laughs> I got the evil eyes. Why are you still sitting on the chair? I'm like, whatever. Oh, so mommy's already, mommy's already saying, no, 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 no. It's 22 after. Uh, why have you not picked up a mop yet? <laughs> I love that. I, I, You know what, mommy, you're right. Uh, Jeanette, this is not a good look on her, and she needs to uh, start getting to work. But the Bucks, the Bucks won't have, without Brady, any sort of buzz, whereas the Cowboys, they have Dak, and they have Zeke. And they have that defense. And they have the best pass rusher in the NFL. And they have Mike McCarthy. And they have all of these people, Super Bowl aspirations. And here they are on the road in the first round of the playoffs against 
Tom Brady. It's a little bit spooky. It's a little bit scary for Cowboys fans. So, yeah, the, the Buccaneers are, are, are in all likelihood going to be in a similar situation next year, except unlike the Cowboys, they won't be in the playoffs if Tom Brady's not there. No offense or anything. But I looked up tickets pricing because we all know, I, well, not all of us know, but I went to the game Yeah, last year um, where they lost to the Rams. Um, yeah, tickets are more expensive this this playoff series. It's because of the Cowboys. Then they were. It's it's really sad. That but. is wild, though. But think about it. We we all kind of felt Tom Brady, that could be his last ever game in Tampa last year against the Rams. And I wonder if it's a combination this time around of potentially Brady's last game at home, but also because the Cowboys are coming in. Do we treat the last touchdown pass to Mike Evans come Monday night? Do we treat it as the same situation Tell as you, last year? Tread lightly. Tread, tread lightly. Tread lightly. Don't just assume if you're a Tom Brady teammate, okay, and you're trying to get the the last touchdown pass from Tom Brady, don't, don't necessarily assume that that was it for Tom Brady. Because what was it? Gronk gave two Bitcoins to the fan that had the, the football? <laughs> yeah. Or, I mean, a handful. I'm sure it was more than two. Two Bitcoins that don't. They aren't worth anything, right? I, I don't think two bitcoins are worth very much. Uh, not very much. Maybe it gets you some now and later. <laughs> Literally, uh, yeah. Um, uh, but the candy? But, uh, yeah, the candy. Yeah. Ew! Nobody wants that anyway. Now and later's are fantastic. Uh, now and later's are about? great. The best. They're disgusting. The best trash. taffy treat Absolute that you're going to find. Oh, excuse me. Um, the, gr- the green apple now and later's and the cherry now and later's are legit. Right there with you. Two uh, verse one here. Yeah, it's a democracy, mm, and we say I... yes to now and later's. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Stephen A. Smith. Uh, he he made the proclamation earlier today on first take that um, Mike McCarthy, if the Cowboys lose to the Bucks to 45-year-old Tom Brady, you can stick a fork in old Mike McCarthy. Here's Stephen A. There is no way that Jerry Jones can invest this time, this energy, this passion, and this money in this franchise. Witness what he just witnessed this past weekend in the nation's capital where the Washington commanders, not the Commodores with Lana Ritchie, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Not the Commodores, the, the commanders. He watched the Dallas Cowboys go into the nation's capital against a third-string quarterback and look like that and lose with his starters on the field and then follow that up by showing up for the playoffs and potentially sticking up the joint and getting 45-year-old Tom Brady to knock you out of the postseason after the way Tampa Bay looked this season, okay? All of that happens. And Mike McCarthy keeping his job. This is while Sean Payton is available, whether it's for the Cowboys or the Chargers. This is why Dan Quinn is your defensive coordinator. And oh, by the way, you know, he's being interviewed or he's going to get interviewed for jobs, including the Denver Broncos job. No way in hell. So, I mean, Stephen A. is always someone that's willing to, to go at the Cowboys, right? And it's so easy to say Mike McCarthy should be fired if you lose to Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. And the first name that came up was Sean Payton. And that's going to be the name that is discussed for every single job. Right, like Sean Payton is is the coaching free agent, even though he's still under contract with the Saints, and the Saints need to give permission for interviews, which is still bizarre. Um, but he's the hot commodity, right? But Evan Cohen tweeted earlier today something that I found extremely interesting. 
Firing Mike McCarthy for Sean Payton based on past performance could garner similar results. Look at this. Sean Payton, the better alternative to Mike McCarthy in Dallas, okay? Sean Payton, 15 years as a head coach, one Super Bowl, nine playoffs, three title games, seven division titles, four losing seasons with a record of 152 and 89. Mike McCarthy, 16 years head coach. One Super Bowl, just like Sean Payton. 11 playoffs, two better than Sean Payton. Four title games, one better than Sean Payton. Seven division titles, same as Sean Payton. Four losing seasons, same as Sean Payton. 155, 96, and two, better record than Sean Payton. Like, Sean Payton, the better alternative than Mike McCarthy, except Mike McCarthy is arguably the better coach, based on his resume, than Sean Payton and both coached a Hall of Fame quarterback. Yeah, now I'm going to make this one quick here. I do love that, right? It puts things into perspective, but you got to understand that one guy was coaching Aaron Rodgers. And, and the other was coaching Drew Brees. I know, but I do think that, that Packers team was more dangerous and more of a threat to win a title in more years than the Saints based were with what? Drew Brees. Based on what? Based on yeah, you, because you love Aaron Rodgers, is that the only that basis you're going off of? It it, it wouldn't necessarily kind of bias. It yeah. wouldn't necessarily be if, if I was going biased. I would say don't pick up to his fifth year option and, and and jump on Aaron while the window's open. That's me being biased. Oh, now, now he's obviously thought about it. Bring oh bring the man God. down here to the sunny side. Get him out of there. But no, I, I I don't know. I think Mike McCarthy, both of these guys were necessarily cared by their coaches. But I, I think it's a good stat. It puts things into perspective. The so grass is always greener. The, the, the biggest question mark, the biggest question mark in the NFL is what? Is it Mike McCarthy's tenuous hold on the Cowboys' uh, head coaching job? Is it what Jeanette says? It's Tom Brady, what's next? Are we seeing the last of Tom Brady, or is this his bridge to San Francisco? Or his bridge to New Orleans, where Sean Payton will move back into there? Where is this headed? Or is the biggest question mark Tua? Uh, not only Tua's playing um, future next year, but his playing future, period. What is your biggest question mark in the NFL? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And tweeted us at KLV1063. That's 888-760-3776. What is the biggest question mark in the NFL right now? Or is it something to do with a particular playoff team or a particular player or another coach in the NFL? What is the biggest question mark in the NFL right now? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. There is absolutely no question mark about where to go to if you've got joint pain, and that is Baptist Health Orthopedic Care. Because if joint pain is affecting your quality of life, you got to check out Baptist Health Orthopedic Care because their team is experienced in traditional joint replacement surgery as well as new, less invasive treatments with the goal of returning you to what you love as quickly as possible. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash ortho today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians, leading-edge treatments, and technology to provide advanced orthopedic, foot and ankle, joint replacement, spine, and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash ortho. To you, what is the biggest question mark in the NFL right now on this Wednesday? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. She is Jeanette Javier, the Dominican Queen, and she's mopping away up in Orlando. Her on-air chores are underway. I'm Ken Levicka. I have a scratched eye, and I'm washed as hell. And I'm live on ESPN 106.3. 
From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Hey, big thanks to my pal Keyshawn for that lead-in. I don't know. I, I, I do not know what is going to happen next with Tua. I, I, I do not know. I don't know why this morning... What Mike McDaniel said or didn't say about Tua has me more shook than anything I've seen or heard or witnessed this season about Tua. I think part of it is when things were good for Tua this year, I mean, they were good. They were good. They were inspiring. They were MVP level. But then the lows for Tua have been low. And I'm talking with his health. I'm talking with his brain. I'm talking about his well-being. And so... When Tua has been in concussion protocol since December 26th, okay, and it's January 11th right now, and he hasn't even stepped foot on a practice field, and Mike McDaniel is declining to comment on the actual future of the career of Tua Tungavailoa, not just the postseason or training camp or anything like that, but his career, that has me a little bit freaked out. I think that's what it is. I'm, I'm, I'm freaked out. And that is such a huge question mark to me because it's gone past, will Tua play in the postseason to, will Tua play again? Like, Jeanette, am I being overly dramatic about this or do I have some reason to to at least think that there's a, a semblance of thought to be had about the, the prospects of Tua's career maybe being a done deal? Do we lose Jeanette? I believe so. Oh, okay. We'll, we'll get Jeanette. Oh, here I am. Oh, no, hey, I'm hi. Here. Hey. Hi. Hi. Uh, no, you're justified in what you think because you have a lot on the line, especially during playoffs. It's 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 a lot of news to process in one period. And I think you need to be prepared for the questions that are going to be raised in the offseason that are not necessarily warranted. Like, can every other quarterback in the league do what Tua did this year, have the same success in Mike McDaniel's system? Yeah. Like, we're going to get those. We are. I just... It, it, they're going to sign him into the fifth-year option. It doesn't make sense not to in the hopes that he'll at some point regain his health. But once he does that, how long before he has more issues? And can you actually sign him to a long-term deal? It almost kind of feels like, regardless, the Dolphins need to start looking for the Tua alternative. Sure, and if you're Steven Ross... Are you going to miss the Lamar Jackson window? Are you going to miss the Tom Brady window? Are you going to miss the Aaron Rodgers window after you pick up that fifth-year option for Tua? Like, yeah, you can pick it up, but who's going to be there this time next year? It is so frustrating that it's coming to this. And and what is it going to take for the Dolphins to be able to start their QB1 in a playoff game ever? Like, I'm just curious. <laughs> I'm just curious. The last time it happened was January of 2009 when Chad Pennington kept throwing the football to Ed Reed over and over again in the home loss to the Ravens. And then the next time the Dolphins made the playoffs, 2016, Matt Moore was the quarterback. And as we detailed last week, the biggest highlight from that Dolphins-Steelers playoff game that nobody remembers is Matt Moore almost having his entire upper torso separated from his body along the sideline and then actually coming back into the game. That would never happen in 2022, period. Not at all. So now, the the last two Dolphins playoff starters, Jeanette, are Matt Moore and Skylar Thompson. 
I never want to hear you complain about the Buccaneers ever again, even once Tom Brady leaves, because you had Tom Brady start playoff games for you. Yeah, and I had a, I got a championship ring, too. And, and my a team got Super Bowl ring, right. I take a playoff mm-hmm. win at this point. That's my Super Bowl is a playoff win, which isn't going to happen on Sunday. What a waste of time. And let me ask you this, Ken, for somebody who has covered the Dolphins and been on this Dolphins train for decades now, who's more daunting, that Ed Reed's Ravens squad or a Bills team, an Uber-inspired Bills <laughs> team at Highmark? Right. Uh, it's it's definitely the uh, it's definitely the Bills. Right. And don't forget that Ravens team went to the AFC title game uh, that season and lost to the Patriots and nearly beat the Patriots. Um, but... But, yeah, this Bills team is 10 times what that Ravens team was. What's your biggest question mark in the NFL right now? Mine is Tua, 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 Tua. Jeanette says it's Tom Brady. Good thing for her. She knows Tom Brady's actually going to be, well, playing against the Cowboys this weekend. And real quick, Stone, what's your question mark in the NFL? I have to go Lamar Jackson, right? Because there's been less reporting on if he's going to play than there has Tua. So, there, it puts more emphasis on like Lamar Jackson. this weekend? On or? this weekend, yeah, playing the Bengals, right? That line is still sitting at Bengals minus seven. There have been no reports on whether or not Lamar Jackson is going to play in this game. No, he hasn't practiced, just like Tua. His PCL is still banged up, and there are contract things on the table for Lamar, so that's my biggest question, because if he was playing, that's a popcorn matchup between him and the Bengals, so but we don't know. Is that minus seven line uh, the money, assuming he's not going to play, or is that the line with them trying to get ahead of it and uh, trying to uh, put money down as if Lamar was going to play? Okay, good question. So if there were rem- reports that Lamar was going to play, that line would creep down to probably five. It would close right around that that number. Mm-hmm. But if he's not going to play, it's going to creep closer to 10. So as this week goes on mm. and on and on and Lamar doesn't practice, that line is going to go up because at that point it's Joe Burrow and a really good Bengals team against who? Trace McSorley? Tyler Huntley? Like it's the same question we're asking for the Dolphins. Uh, with Skylar Thompson as the starter now, it appears, is that line going to hit double digits? Are the Dolphins going to be a double-digit underdog in the playoffs? The, the line opened up at 11. <laughs> oh, it did? It, it, it's Holy gonna, Jesus, it's gonna, man. It's going to creep to 13, and it's going to stay there. And like, Jeanette, be- do you understand, Jeanette, how sad that is? That the Dolphins get in, and they're a double-digit underdog. Uh, that's hopeless. The whole thing is hopeless. No, oh, well, at least your expectations are low. <laughs> they're not even there, Jeanette. Like, there's none. They're not, <laughs> you they're see, so anything is going to be happy for you. <laughs> like, like for a Dolphins. That's actually a very positive way to put it. Thank you. For a Dolphins. Welcome. For a Dolphins fan, like, how do you even watch this game? What makes you want to turn on the TV and watch this absolute shellacking? Macabre like, interest, just to see how bad it actually gets. Seriously, that is your reason. Is this going to be Georgia TCU? I think so. I mean, uh, Jeanette, what, what happens if the Dolphins? I mean, Jeanette, wh- how do it's I? Like, it can't be that bad. How do all. I get on the air on Monday if the Dolphins give up sixty-five points? How do I do that? How I do I do that? You have to be a man of integrity, <laughs> okay, and you have to first apologize to everybody for having to deal with you being super obnoxious about the Dolphins mm-hmm. and Tua at the beginning of the season. You too, Stone. Uh, you kind of have, you have a slight apology to do too. So Stone was I think, in the same boat as me. You're right. hundred yeah. percent. I was the one being like, y'all need to chill because this could happen. <laughs> and we just and smacked happened. down Jeanette. We just had no regard for those comments at all. And now it's coming back to bite us in the ass. Jeanette's right. So I think uh, the apology and trying to uh, be men of integrity is the first part for you both. <sighs> um, and after that, I mean, just you look forward. 
I think ultimately. I'm trying to be positive. That was really good. I appreciate it. It sounds like nonsense, but I appreciate the effort. Thank you, Jen. <laughs> Ken, correct me if I'm wrong. I think ultimately we just were hoping for success from Tua. From from the very. Ultimately, the start. Yeah. Ultimately, we wanted Tua to succeed because. That's it. What's not to love about the guy, right? Sure, and as how divisive as he is, you called him the most divisive player in the league, and for, I agreed with for that. For reasons I still don't quite understand. Yeah, so we both decided to hop on the train for that being the main reason, and two, for the Dolphins' success. So I, I think we were rooting for this guy. We wanted to see him succeed and be put in a position where he does get paid like a franchise quarterback, but me, who wasn't all the way in as much as you, I'm out on this cat. My biggest question <laughs> besides Lamar Jackson is, and I asked you this before the show, Jeanette, he did yell at me, would this, ha- would this happen if it was Tom Brady? Would this happen if it were Aaron Rodgers in the playoffs? Would it happen if it was Josh Allen? This concussion stuff, all of this protocol and this weird cryptic not answering questions. I feel like some way or another, these guys would be on the field wait, wait, come wait, wait, playoffs. No, 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 not in this. Jeanette, it sounds like what Stone is saying is that if I'm, if I'm deciphering this correctly, I'm translating this correctly, Tua is making the decision, eh, I can't go. Like, that's what he's making it sound like. No, 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 no. This is the Dolphins. The Dolphins. The NFL has made this decision. He hasn't even cleared concussion protocols. It sounds like, Jeanette, what Stone is proposing here is that Tom Brady would say, oh, bleep it. I go, I'm going to go play, even if his brains are scrambled. Aaron Rodgers would do the same thing. Am I deciphering that incorrectly? No. Like, that's wrong. Was, yeah, but I feel like he's right, too. I hate citing with Stone. I hate citing with Stone. We know this. Like, I don't think it comes down to the player. So you think he was purposely holding himself up? I don't, but I think because of who he is and what he's done this season and what it's come to, the medical staff is the one making decision. The coaching staff, player safety, right? This whole DeMar Hamlin situation. It's, like it's especially, all, I was just going to say, especially right now. It's all, there's no higher point. It's all piling on. But how, exactly. would, how would Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers circumvent the DeMar Hamlin situation? And and head injury and the NFL protocols and the hyper intensive look at player safety. How would they? You're saying because of their stature, they'd somehow be able to circumvent all of that. That is what I'm saying. But how? How? That doesn't make any sense. How? Because now, it's a you, sexier headline. But also, wouldn't the, the, the focus on them be magnified ten times more than it is on Tua? To where they couldn't get themselves back on the field? Yes and no. Organizations have had to deal with this in years past, and you find a way to push the narrative a certain way. And the Dolphins just haven't been able to do that. It's taken its own path because he is so divisive. I I I can't buy that. What is the what is the question mark? The biggest question mark to you in the NFL? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Let's start on the phones in West Palm with Henry. What's going on, Henry? How you doing, Ken? Good. Listen, my my question mark is this. My team down. That Prescott. Yep. You know. Stephen A. Smith, he, he, he's such a hater, but that's okay. <laughs> if you want to watch the game, uh-huh. you know, Dallas gave that game away. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, uh, the commanders won, but look at the mistakes that they put themselves in. If that pressure, with uh, this cut down on the interception, nobody will beat them kind of Yeah. If Dallas don't make all these mistakes, nobody will beat him. But we have a quarterback, for some reason, he thinks being aggressive means throwing 
and the subject, you know, oh, we just put that behind you. Well, no, you can't put that behind you. Aggressive doesn't mean you throw interception after interception right. for the last, I believe, eight games. Yeah. How can you win? Henry, what I'll say is I can't pick out one overly excellent moment for Dak Prescott this year. Everything has been so wildly inconsistent and appreciate the call. Jeanette, I feel safe saying that if the Cowboys don't beat the the, the Buccaneers, Mike McCarthy's obviously going to take the fall. There's no way he's going to come back. But don't you put the failure of the season on Dak Prescott? Doesn't Isn't he the one that most realistically is to blame for the Cowboys never realizing expectations this year? Not really. I don't think it's definitely more of a coaching staff situation. I don't know. We're talking about a guy who's thrown as many interceptions as Davis Mills this season. Think about that. Okay, that's bad. The exact exact amount of interceptions. Uh, Listen, if uh, the Bucs beat the Cowboys, just check up on me to make sure if I actually make it to Wednesday because I will be blacked out Uh, in the streets of Tampa. We're going to have to have Mommy come and uh, pick you up. No, 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 no. I asked asked you guys to come pick me up. All right, all right, fine. Fine. Well, we we will find somebody to come scoop. Be up off the downtown Orlando pavement somewhere. Oh, by the way, are, oh, no, it's Tampa. I'm going to. Oh, you're, Tampa you're going to. Oh, you're going to be. Oh, so you're not even going to make it back to Orlando. I was going to ask That's you what though. I'm saying. Uh, if you were due to black out uh, downtown Orlando, what is that? That lake uh, with all the terrifying swans in downtown lake Orlando. Lake Yeah, Lake Eola. Those swans are huge, and they want to fight you. And no, I. Those are fun cuddling. It's just you. Nobody likes you, Ken. No, so of the... course, when you have such a negative attitude, those... of course they're going to come after you. I'm telling you, those swans are mean, mean creatures no i don't have any bread for you swan you can get your five foot seven body away from me okay goodbye go enjoy the water ken levick alive here on espn (laughs) 106.3 uh what's your biggest question mark your biggest question mark of this nfl season bobby is in boca what's up bobby hey what's up guys what's going on man uh i got a thought here and so stick with me on this i've watched every one of Two was concussions, okay? And I've played the game at both. I was I bounced around four different NFL camps. So mm-hmm. I've seen it all, man. I've seen it all. The way that he falls, right? Yep. It's always on his back with his head then ba-booming, you know, off of the ground. Bobby, right? I swear to you, I swear to you last week before, I think it was our Tuesday show, myself, Stone, and Theo, before the show started, had the exact same conversation. Why? On that Packers sack that we're, we believe is the one that caused this latest concussion, how right. how did he even contort his body to be able to fall onto That's, his back to hit go. his head? Like, what is he doing? There you go. There you go, Kenny. There you go. There you go. So this is my thought. Now, in Hollywood, right? You've got stuntmen that do the most incredibly ridiculous yeah. things with their bodies in order to, to not be harmed when they're doing these ridiculous stunts. Cannot Tua be taught how to fall mm-hmm. and, not, and not get to the point where he's landing flat on his back with his head then following with a baboom yep. on the ground? Yep. Because it, it's clear. Yeah, I mean, it's, that's the weakness. That's, that's where these concussions are coming from is it, that type of hit. It's pretty clear that that's the trigger, and appreciate the call, Bobby. You're right on with that. I mean, Stone, you remember, we, you, me, and Theo talked about exactly that. How did he even hit the ground? 
like that? What sense does that even make? How is Aaron Rodgers, how is Tom Brady, how have these guys gone through their careers? They've taken big hits, but they've never taken the, the, the blows that Tua has because they know when to bail and they know how to hit the ground as softly as they can. They rarely are taking these big shots or these wrap-up hits. Why Can Tua be taught that or is that just not possible? Hell yes, he can be taught that. This is a real topic too. You have to learn how to take half a man is what they tell offensive players, right? How no, to con- contort, contort your body a certain way <laughs> to where you're not taking that blow. Not to be confused with me a lot of times acting like half of a man. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> Don't get it. But, but seriously, guys are taught this. If you remember when Joe Burrow came into the league, right? He, he didn't know how to slide. It's just something that somebody in your organization or somebody on your staff knows how to teach, right? The league's been around for a hundred plus years. Like this is so simple. Bobby is right. The way he falls is, I don't want to use pathetic, but it, it, it's hurting the team. Yeah. The way he hasn't been able to adjust. He's taking falls as if he is 180 pounds, which he is, but he shouldn't be taking the falls and the hits the way he does. Ernesto in Boynton. What's up, Ernie? Uh, I, I hope you better give me recognition and let people know. I was the one that said that he didn't know how to slide. You remember that? Uh, yeah, I, I don't, I don't, but Ernie, I'll give you credit because I love you. Sure, sure. No, 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 I'm not, I'm not one to say that, but I did say that. In the beginning of the, I was saying that, that there's ways of sliding that Patrick Mahomes does, that you can, you can be razzle-dazzle, but when it comes to shove, hey, man, make yourself half the size, uh, learn how to slide. Uh, uh, dude, someone has to take this kid to martial arts, know how to roll, I mean... <laughs> There's, you laugh, but uh, it, it is. He, he doesn't know how to take, he doesn't, you can see it, that the, 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 the guy Bobby was right. That hit in Green Bay was, was uh, there made no excuse for him to get hurt on that hit. There was yeah. no way. He rolled correctly, rolled correctly. All you had to do was roll correctly, not roll flat. That was it. Just yeah. don't roll flat. He, did, he just rolled flat like a board. Who the hell, who, yeah, I don't know. I, 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 I'm going to say it, it, it just—it was on. It was um. That was on for And and for your cornea, yeah. cornea question you asked. Yeah. And I, yeah. I don't wear. I don't wear. I don't wear contacts. But I have a daughter, and you know, daddy, daddy skills. But yeah. um, no. But you have to see. Go see a, a, a traumatist because um, depending on the degree of the scratch, it could it could be bad. Use solution for now to 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 take care of it for the irritation and stuff like that. Try to keep it covered, and yes, the sunlight's going to bother you, but go see a doctor, dude, because it could be real bad, and uh, take care of yourself, guys. Oh, I appreciate you, Ernie. I don't, I don't know if I'm going to see a doctor for my cornea. Yeah, for those who are just joining us here right before the 1 o'clock hour, so Ken has pink eye. He showed up to the studio like a, like a warrior. right? He's got a mask on. Grinding and it out. And he's wearing sunshades here to prevent being seen, but he's, he's sticking no. it out. He's it is, unlike Tua. It is not pink eye. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> you know, Stone, like, I'm going to call you out every time that you make fun of Tua because you are so hype on that Tua train. Like, don't front. Don't be like you. Don't be one sided. I don't jump ship. You are the biggest jumper, shipper jumper. I'm going to make that word <laughs> that I've ever known in my life. Uh, Here you are dogging on Tua and you were right next to Ken. I was. Tua, 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 and, Tua. And what and Stone's doing, and you know what Stone's doing is even more disrespectful because it's nothing to do with his play and he's trying to insinuate the Tua's being soft right now. That's what Stone's trying to do. I might be. 
Hey, that's so weak. I, I understand. That, that is what I'm saying. So I am going to call you out every time. Please you do say anything negative on Tua. Because trust me, it doesn't hurt. I have standards, right? And I. Uh, oh, I, you I, apparently don't because you're the first one to jump ship all the time. It's a real good look, Stone, that you're advocating for playing with a concussion two weeks after Demar Hamlin laid on the turf having a uh, a heart attack, and you then Tua was in a fencing position on that same field like 12 weeks prior. You went there. You are such a meatball. You went there. But you're proud of it. You're proud of it. You know, you're not even. Own up to it. Damn right, I am. I'm going to give him an opportunity to be the most proud meathead possible. (laughs) Good, good, and he's very proud of that as well. Um, uh, I I don't (laughs) think I'm going to go to the doctor for a scratch cornea. And if you want, I think you should. But I don't have time. I don't have time because Friday. I'm going to be watching dinosaurs at the South Florida Fair, Jeanette. We're going to be at the South Florida Fair. Stone and I are going to be out there broadcasting live at the South Florida Fair. Uh, Go to get your ticket, (laughs) southfloridafair.com, and come see us. I I don't have time because I'm going to be out there by the pig races, by the way. Myself and Stone broadcasting live 12 to 2 from the South Florida Fair, which is Dino Mike this year. And I swear to God this happened, Jeanette, yesterday. I go, I go, Stone, what do you know about that Triceratops? And Theo jumps in with, yeah, flying all over the place. <laughs> no, he did not. He absolutely <gasps> did. I know. It's mortifying. He thought a Triceratops was a pterodactyl. Whoopsie. Nope. Sorry, Theo. Three horns, and you'll see him. That Triceratops, and maybe a pterodactyl, that's the one with wings at the South Florida Fair. Of course, not real ones How because they're dead. South Florida Fair, the South Florida Fair, SouthFloridaFair.com. Get your tickets. It starts Friday. Stone and I will be out there. That's the South Florida Fair. She's Jeanette Javier, the Dominican Queen, in her Dominican domicile in Orlando. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 1063. Three. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Alive on ESPN 1063. Hey, big thanks to my pal Keyshawn for that lead-in. I don't know. I, I, I do not know what is going to happen next with Tua. I, I, I do not know. I don't know why this morning... What Mike McDaniel said or didn't say about Tua has me more shook than anything I've seen or heard or witnessed this season about Tua. I think part of it is when things were good for Tua this year, I mean, they were good. They were good. They were inspiring. They were MVP level. But then the lows for Tua have been low. And I'm talking with his health. I'm talking with his brain. I'm talking about his well-being. And so... When Tua has been in concussion protocol since December 26th, okay, and it's January 11th right now, and he hasn't even stepped foot on a practice field, and Mike McDaniel is declining to comment on the actual future of the career of Tua Tungavailoa, not just the postseason or training camp or anything like that, but his career, that has me a little bit freaked out. I think that's what it is. I'm, I'm, I'm freaked out. And that is such a huge question mark to me because it's gone past, will Tua play in the postseason to, will Tua play again? Like Jeanette, am I being overly dramatic about this or do I have some reason to to at least think that there's a, a semblance of thought to be had about the, the prospects of Tua's career maybe being a done deal? Do we lose Jeanette? I believe so. Oh, okay. We'll, we'll get Jeanette. Oh, here I am. Oh, no, hey, I'm hi. Here. Hey. Hi. Hi. Uh, 
Uh, no, you're justified in what you think because you have a lot on the line, especially during playoffs. It's 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 a lot of news to process in one period. And I think you need to be prepared for the questions that are going to be raised in the offseason that are not necessarily warranted. Like, can every other quarterback in the league do what Tua did this year, have the same success in Mike McDaniel's system? Yeah. Like, we're going to get those. We are. I just... It, it, they're going to sign him into the fifth-year option. It doesn't make sense not to in the hopes that he'll at some point regain his health. But once he does that, how long before he has more issues? And can you actually sign him to a long-term deal? It almost kind of feels like, regardless, the Dolphins need to start looking for the Tua alternative. Sure, and if you're Steven Ross... Are you going to miss the Lamar Jackson window? Are you going to miss the Tom Brady window? Are you going to miss the Aaron Rodgers window after you pick up that fifth-year option for Tua? Like, yeah, you can pick it up, but who's going to be there this time next year? It is so frustrating that it's coming to this. And and what is it going to take for the Dolphins to be able to start their QB1 in a playoff game ever? Like, I'm just curious. <laughs> I'm just curious. The last time it happened was January of 2009 when Chad Pennington kept throwing the football to Ed Reed over and over again in the home loss to the Ravens. And then the next time the Dolphins made the playoffs, 2016, Matt Moore was the quarterback. And as we detailed last week, the biggest highlight from that Dolphins-Steelers playoff game that nobody remembers is Matt Moore almost having his entire upper torso separated from his body along the sideline and then actually coming back into the game. That would never happen in 2022, period. Not at all. So now, the the last two Dolphins playoff starters, Jeanette, are Matt Moore and Skylar Thompson. I never want to hear you complain about the Buccaneers <laughs> ever again, even once Tom Brady leaves, because you had Tom Brady start playoff games for you. Yeah, and I had a, I got a championship ring too. And, and my a team got Super Bowl ring, right? I take a mm-hmm. playoff win at this point. That's my Super Bowl is a playoff win, which isn't going to happen on Sunday. What a waste of time! And let me ask you this, Ken, for somebody who has covered the Dolphins and been on this Dolphins train for decades now, who's more daunting, that Ed Reed's Ravens squad or a Bills team, an Uber-inspired Bills <laughs> team at Highmark? Right. It's it's definitely the uh, it's definitely the Bills. Right. And don't forget that Ravens team went to the AFC title game uh, that season and lost to the Patriots and nearly beat the Patriots. Um, but. But, yeah, this Bills team is 10 times what that Ravens team was. What's your biggest question mark in the NFL right now? Mine is Tua, 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 Tua. Jeanette says it's Tom Brady. Good thing for her. She knows Tom Brady's actually going to be, well, playing against the Cowboys this weekend. And real quick, Stone, what's your question mark in the NFL? I have to go Lamar Jackson, right? Because there's been less reporting on if he's going to play than there has Tua. So, there, it puts more emphasis on like Lamar Jackson. this weekend? On or? this weekend, yeah, playing the Bengals. Right, That line is still sitting at Bengals minus seven. There have been no reports on whether or not Lamar Jackson is going to play in this game. No, he hasn't practiced, just like Tua. His PCL is still banged up, and there are contract things on the table for Lamar, so that's my biggest question, because if he was playing, that's a popcorn matchup between him and the Bengals, so but we don't know. Is that minus seven line uh, the money, assuming he's not going to play, or is that the line with them trying to get ahead of it and uh, trying to uh, put money down as if Lamar was going to play? Okay, good question. So if there were rem- reports that Lamar was going to play, that line would creep down to probably five. It would close right around that that number, mm-hmm. but 
if he's not going to play, it's going to creep closer to 10. So as this week goes on mm. and on and on and Lamar doesn't practice, that line's going to go up because at that point it's Joe Burrow and a really good Bengals team against who? Trace McSorley? Tyler Huntley, like it's the same question we're asking for the Dolphins. Uh, with Skylar Thompson as the starter now, it appears, is that line going to hit double digits? Are the Dolphins going to be a double-digit underdog in the playoffs? The, the line opened up at 11. <laughs> oh, it did? It, it's Holy gonna, Jesus, it's gonna, man. It's going to creep to 13, and it's going to stay there. And like, Jeanette, gonna be- do you understand, Jeanette, how sad that is? That the Dolphins get in, and they're a double-digit underdog. Uh, that's hopeless. The whole thing is hopeless. No, oh, well, at least your expectations are low. <laughs> they're not even there, Jeanette. Like, there's none. They're not, <laughs> you they're see, so anything is going to be happy for you. <laughs> like, like for a Dolphins. That's actually a very positive way to put it. Thank you. For a Dolphins. For a Dolphins fan, like, how do you even watch this game? What makes you want to turn on the TV and watch this absolute shellacking? Macabre like, interest, just to see how bad it actually gets. Seriously, that is your reason. Is this going to be Georgia TCU? I think so. I mean, uh, Jeanette, what, what happens if the Dolphins? I mean, Jeanette, wh- how do it's I? Not, it can't be that bad. How do I get on the air on Monday if the Dolphins give up sixty-five points? How do I do that? How I do I do that? You have to be a man of integrity, <laughs> okay, and you have to first apologize to everybody for having to deal with you being super obnoxious about the Dolphins mm-hmm. and Tua at the beginning of the season. You too, Stone. Uh, you kind of have, you have a slight apology to do too. So Stone was I think, in the same boat as me. You're right. hundred yeah. percent. I was the one being like, y'all need to chill because this could happen. <laughs> and we just and smacked it down Jeanette. We just had no regard for those comments at all. And now it's coming back to bite us in the ass. Jeanette's right. So I think uh, the apology and trying to uh, be men of integrity is the first part for you both. Um, and after that, I mean, just you look forward. I think ultimately, I'm trying to be positive. That was really good. I appreciate it. It sounds like nonsense, but I appreciate the effort. Thank you, Jeanette. <laughs> Ken, correct me if I'm wrong. I think ultimately we just were hoping for success from Tua. From from the very the start. Yeah, ultimately we wanted Tua to succeed because that's it. What's not to love about the guy, right? Sure, and as how divisive as he is, you called him the most divisive player in the league, and for, I agreed with that. For reasons I still don't quite understand. Yeah, so we both decided to hop on the train for that being the main reason, and two, for the Dolphins' success. So I, I think we were rooting for this guy. We wanted to see him succeed and be put in a position where he does get paid like a franchise quarterback, but me, who wasn't all the way in as much as you, I'm out on this cat. My biggest question <laughs> besides Lamar Jackson is, and I asked you this before the show, Jeanette, he did yell at me, would this, ha- would this happen if it was Tom Brady? Would this happen if it were Aaron Rodgers in the playoffs? Would it happen if it was Josh Allen? This concussion stuff, all of this protocol and this weird, cryptic, not answering questions. I feel like some way or another, these guys would be on the field wait, wait, come playoffs. Wait, wait, wait. No, 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 not in this. Jeanette, it sounds like what Stone is saying is that if I'm, if I'm deciphering this correctly, I'm translating this correctly, Tua is making the decision, eh, I can't go. Like, that's what he's making it sound like. No, 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 no. This is the Dolphins. The Dolphins. The NFL has made this decision. He hasn't even cleared concussion protocols. It sounds like, Jeanette, what Stone is proposing here is that Tom Brady would say, oh, bleep it. I go, I'm going to go play, even if his brains are scrambled. Aaron Rodgers would do the same thing. Am I deciphering that incorrectly? No. Like, that's wrong. Yeah, but I feel like he's right, too. I hate citing the stone. 
Wow. I hate siding with Stone. We know this. Like, I don't think it comes down to the player. So you think and, he was purposely holding himself up? I don't, but I think because of who he is and what he's done this season and what it's come to, the medical staff is the one making decision. The coaching staff, player safety, right? This whole DeMar Hamlin situation. It's, like it's especially, all, I was just going to say, especially right now. It's all, there's no higher point. It's all piling on. But how, exactly. would, how would Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers circumvent the DeMar Hamlin situation and and head injury and the NFL protocols and the hyper-intensive look at player safety? How would they? You're saying because of their stature, they'd somehow be able to circumvent all of that? That is what I'm saying. But how? How? That doesn't make any sense. How? Because now, it's a you, sexier headline. But also, wouldn't the, the, the focus on them be magnified 10 times more than it is on Tua? To where they couldn't get themselves back on the field? Yes and no. Organizations have had to deal with this in years past. And you find a way to push the narrative a certain way. And the Dolphins just haven't been able to do that. It's taken its own path because he is so divisive. I, I I can't buy that. What is the what is the question mark? The biggest question mark to you in the NFL? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Let's start on the phones in West Palm with Henry. What's going on, Henry? How you doing, Ken? Good. Listen, my my question mark is this. My team down. That Prescott. Yep. You know. Stephen A. Smith, he's he, he, such a hater, but that's okay. <laughs> if you watch the game, uh-huh. you know, Dallas gave that game away. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, uh, the commanders won, but look at the mistakes that they put themselves in. If that pressure, with uh, this cut down on the interception, nobody will beat them kind of Yeah. If Dallas don't make all these mistakes, nobody will beat him. But we have a quarterback, for some reason, he thinks being aggressive means throwing in the section, you know, oh, we just put that behind you. Well, no, you can't put that behind you. Aggressive doesn't mean you throw interception after interception right. for the last, I believe, eight games. Yeah. How can you win? Henry, what I'll say is I can't pick out one Overly excellent moment for Dak Prescott this year. Everything has been so wildly inconsistent and appreciate the call. Jeanette, I feel safe saying that if the Cowboys don't beat the the, the Buccaneers, Mike McCarthy's obviously going to take the fall. There's no way he's going to come back. But don't you put the failure of the season on Dak Prescott? Doesn't Isn't he the one that most realistically is to blame for the Cowboys never realizing expectations this year? Not really. I don't think it's definitely more of a coaching staff situation. I don't know. We're talking about a guy who's thrown as many interceptions as Davis Mills this season. Think about that. Okay, that's bad. The exact exact amount of interceptions. Listen, if uh, the Bucs beat the Cowboys, just check up on me to make sure if I actually make it to Wednesday because I will be blacked out in the streets of Tampa We're going to have to have Mommy come and uh, pick you up. No, 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 no. I asked asked you guys to come pick me up. All right, all right, fine. Fine. Well, we we will find somebody to come scoop. Be up off the downtown Orlando pavement somewhere. Oh, by the way, are, oh no, what? it's Tampa. I'm going to. Oh, you, Tampa oh you're going to. Oh, you're going to be. Oh, so you're not even going to make it back to Orlando. I was going to ask That's you what though. I'm saying. Uh, if you were to to black out uh, downtown Orlando, what is that? That lake uh, with all the terrifying swans in downtown Lake Orlando. Lake Yeah, Lake Eola. Those swans are huge, and they want to fight you. And no, I. Those are fun cuddling. It's just you. Nobody likes you, Ken. No, so of the... course, when you have such a negative attitude, those... of course they're going to come after you. I'm telling you, those swans are mean, mean. 
creatures. No, I don't have any bread for you, swan. You can get your five foot seven body away from me, okay? Goodbye. Go enjoy the water. Ken Levick alive here on ESPN <laughs> 106.3. Uh, what's your biggest question mark? Your biggest question mark of this NFL season? Bobby is in Boca. What's up, Bobby? Hey, what's up, guys? What's going on, man? Uh, I got a thought here, and so stick with me on this. Sure. I've watched every one of Tua's concussions, okay? And I've played the game at both. I was I bounced around four different NFL camps, so mm-hmm. I've seen it all, man. I've seen it all. The way that he falls, right? Yep. It's always on his back with his head then ba-booming, you know, off of the ground, Bobby, right? I swear to you, I swear to you, last week, before, I think it was our Tuesday show, myself, Stone, and Theo, before the show started, had the exact same conversation. Why? On that Packers sack that we're, we believe is the one that caused this latest concussion, how right. how did he even contort his body to be able to fall onto That's, his back to hit go. his head? Like, what is he doing? There you go. There you go, Kenny. There you go. There you go. So this is my thought. Now, in Hollywood, right? You've got stuntmen that do the most incredibly ridiculous yeah. things with their bodies in order to, to not be harmed when they're doing these ridiculous stunts. Cannot Tua be taught how to fall mm-hmm. and, not, and not get to the point where he's landing flat on his back with his head then following with a baboom yep. on the ground? Yep. Because it, it's clear. Yeah, I mean, it's, that's the weakness. That's, that's where these concussions are coming from is it, that type of hit. It's pretty clear that that's the trigger, and appreciate the call, Bobby. You're right on with that. I mean, Stone, you remember, we, you, me, and Theo talked about exactly that. How did he even hit the ground like that? What sense does that even make? How is Aaron Rodgers, how is Tom Brady, how have these guys gone through their careers? They've taken big hits, but they've never taken the, the, the blows that Tua has because they know when to bail and they know how to hit the ground as softly as they can. They rarely are taking these big shots or these wrap-up hits. Why Can Tua be taught that or is that just not possible? Hell yes, he can be taught that. This is a real topic too. You have to learn how to take half a man is what they tell offensive players, right? How to contort contort your body a certain way (laughs) to where you're not taking that blow. Not to be confused with me a lot of times acting like half of a man. (laughs) Yes. Don't get it. But but seriously, guys are taught this. If you remember when Joe Burrow came into the league, right? He, He didn't know how to slide. It's just something that somebody in your organization or somebody on your staff knows how to teach, right? The league's been around for 100 plus years. Like this is so simple. Bobby is right. The way he falls is, I don't want to use pathetic, but it, it, it's hurting the team. Yeah. The way he hasn't been able to adjust. He's taking falls as if he is 180 pounds, which he is, but he shouldn't be taking the falls and the hits the way he does. Ernesto in Boynton. What's up, Ernie? Uh, I, I hope you better give me recognition and let people know. I was the one that said that he didn't know how to slide. You remember that? Uh, yeah, I, I don't, I don't, but Ernie, I'll give you credit because I love <laughs> sure. you. Sure, sure. No, 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 I'm not one to say that, but I did say that. In the beginning of the, I was saying that, that there's ways of sliding that Patrick Mahomes does, that you can, you can be razzle-dazzle, but when it comes to shove, hey, man, make yourself half the size. Uh, learn how to slide. Uh, uh, dude, someone has to take this kid to martial arts. Know how to roll. I mean... <laughs> There's, you laugh, but uh, it, it is. He, he doesn't know how to take, he doesn't, you can see it, that, that, that he's the, the guy Bobby was right. That hit in Green Bay was 
was uh, they made no excuse for him to get hurt on that hit. There was yeah. no way he rolled correctly. Roll correctly. All you do is roll correctly, not roll flat. That was it. Just yeah. don't roll flat. He, did, he just rolled flat like a board. Who the hell? Who, yeah, I don't know. I, 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 I'm going to say it, it, it just it was on. It was um that was on corporate. And and for your cornea, yeah. cornea question you asked, yeah. and I yeah. I don't wear I don't wear I don't wear contacts, but I have a daughter, and you know, daddy daddy skills. But yeah. um no, but you have to see go see a, a, a traumatist because um. Depending on the degree of the scratch, it could it could be bad. Use solution for now to 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 take care of it for the irritation and stuff like that. Try to keep it covered. And yes, the sunlight is going to bother you, but go see a doctor, dude, because it could be real bad. And uh, take care of yourself, guys. Oh, I appreciate you, Ernie. I don't I don't know if I'm going to see a doctor for my cornea. Yeah, for those who are just joining us here right before the one o'clock hour. So Ken has pink eye. He showed up to the studio like a, <laughs> like a warrior, right? He's got a mask on. Grinding and it out. And he's wearing sunshades here to prevent being seen, but he's he's sticking no. it out. He's it is, unlike Tua. It is not pink eye. Stop it. Stop <laughs> it. You it, know, Stone, like I'm going to call you out every time <laughs> that you make fun of Tua because you are so hype on that Tua train. Like, don't front. Don't be like you. Don't be one sided. I don't jump ship. You are the biggest jumper, shipper jumper. I'm going to make that <laughs> word that I've ever known in my life. Uh, Here you are dogging on Tua and you were right next to Ken. I was. Tua, 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 Tua. And, and Tua, what Stone's and doing, you. and Jeanette, what Stone's doing is even more disrespectful because it's nothing to do with his play. And he's trying to insinuate the Tua's being soft right now. That's what Stone's trying to do. I might be. Hey, that's so weak. I, I understand. That, that is what I'm saying. So I am going to call you out every time. Please you do say anything negative on Tua. Because trust me, it doesn't hurt. I have standards, right? And I. Uh, oh, I, you I, apparently don't because you're the first one to jump ship all the time. It's a real good look, Stone, that you're advocating for playing with a concussion two weeks after Demar Hamlin laid on the turf having a uh, a heart attack, and you then Tua was in a fencing position on that same field like 12 weeks prior. You went there. You are such a meatball. You went there. But you're proud of it. You're proud of it. You know, you're not even. Own up to it. Damn right, I am. I'm going to give him an opportunity to be the most proud meathead possible. (laughs) Good, good, and he's very proud of that as well. Um, uh, I I don't (laughs) think I'm going to go to the doctor for a scratch cornea. And if you want, I think you should. But I don't have time. I don't have time because Friday. I'm going to be watching dinosaurs at the South Florida Fair, Jeanette. Ooh. We're going to be at the South Florida Fair. Stone and I are going to be out there broadcasting live at the South Florida Fair. Uh, go to get your ticket, SouthFloridaFair.com, and come see us. I, I don't have time because I'm going to be out there by the pig races, by the way. Myself and Stone broadcasting live 12 to 2 from the South Florida Fair, which is dynamite this year. And I swear to God this happened, Jeanette, yesterday. I go, I go, Stone, what do you know about that Triceratops? And Theo jumps in with, yeah, flying all over the place. No, he did not. He absolutely <gasps> did. I know. It's mortifying. He thought a Triceratops was a pterodactyl. Whoopsie. Nope. Sorry, Theo. Three horns, and you'll see him. That Triceratops, and maybe a pterodactyl, that's the one with wings at the South Florida Fair. Of course, not real ones How because they're dead. South Florida Fair, the South Florida Fair, SouthFloridaFair.com. Get your tickets. It starts Friday. Stone and I will be out there. That's the South Florida Fair. She's Jeanette Javier, the Dominican Queen, and her Dominican domicile in Orlando. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 1063.